Hey guys, Tom Laird, voice of advice from a call center geek, CEO at Expedia. Hey, the podcast is brought to you by Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat call center outsourcer. I would love to talk to any of you looking to outsource any of your customer support or your sales functions, looking for political calling or, or just some extra overflow during the holiday season. If you are looking for any type of USA outsourcing support, hit me up. You guys know my LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. This is Advice from a Call Center Geek, a weekly podcast with a focus on all things call center. We'll cover it all from call center operations, hiring, culture, technology, and education. We're here to give you actionable items to improve the quality of yours and your customers' experience. This is an evolving industry with creative minds and ambitious people like this guy. Not only is his passion call center operations, but he's our host. He's the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group and the call center geek himself, Tom Laird. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Advice from a Call Center Geek, the call center podcast where we try to give you some actionable items that you can take back to into your call center to improve the quality, to improve the overall agent performance, and also improve the, the culture and, and fun that you're having in your contact center. My name is Tom Laird. I am the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing. Expedia is a 500-seat call center BPO outsourcer. We are USA-only call center um, located here in uh, northwestern Pennsylvania. How's everybody doing on this kind of rapidly Halloween-approaching October day? It's Friday. Pretty excited, pretty fired up. We're going to work a little bit tomorrow, but going to work on some projects that are a little bit fun. So um, enjoying my day today. Hope you are too. We're going to talk about the sales aspects of your contact center, you know, something that we haven't really touched on very much. We focused on how to improve the quality of your customer support, really focus really, you know, on that on that customer experience side. We're going to talk today about the the sales aspect and the sales side because, you know, really no matter what kind of contact center you're operating, there's some type of sales aspect that that you're held to. Before we get into that, you know, I got to do my uh, my cheap plugs for for everything. So, Guys, if you are interested in the podcast, if you listen to some of the episodes, if you found any value, if you can please not just click that little star button, but if you can actually post a uh, a review, if you could type some things out, that will really be helpful to to keep expanding the podcast. We do have the Facebook page, the Advice from a Call Center Geek Facebook page. Please, you know, like and follow us there. That's starting to really kind of heat up, which is cool. And also there's the book, which is Advice from a Call Center Geek and also more Advice from a Call Center Geek, which I suggest you buy, kind of forget the other one because more Advice from a Call Center Geek has everything in the first one plus another 50 to 60 pages. Again, those are uh, those are out there for you as well. So let's talk about you know call center sales. So again, as I kind of just talked about, so no matter what type of contact center you're operating, there's always some type of sales, right? So you you guys in the in the customer service call centers, you're looking to upsell sometimes, you're looking to cross-sell different types of products. Outbound call centers are, of course, always looking to sell. If you are just an, an inbound um, contact center that is a, a sales aspect or, or an order taking, again, it goes beyond a little bit of the customer support. You know, you're looking to not only help the customer purchase things, but um, obviously looking to to enhance that with a with a cross sell or upsell. So, we have found this, and this is tell me if this is true or, or kind of think this through in, in your contact center. So, when we go out again and consult, you know, almost all the internal call centers they fight this concept of of kind of an interdepartmental mingling on what's important. Right, so the finance guys they want the numbers to be at X, right? So you need to sell X. 
the customer service executives still want the quality to be at Y, right? So you're kind of fighting between those two. And it's a it's a struggle in a lot of centers. You know, be between, you know, what even KPIs do we measure? Do we measure, do we focus more on the on the sales aspect or do we focus more on the on the customer support aspect? There used to be a, a very, very large bank that we used to work for, and we handled all their card services. So, you know, customers would call with a credit card issue. We would handle that credit card issue, and then there's like eight or nine products that they would have flagged, and they would flag like the top three that they thought this customer would want. And we were held to, you know, selling a certain conversion number for that. And to be honest, they didn't care about their their customer service numbers at all. So we would be, you know, really high maybe in, in the customer service or, or maybe low one month in, in one of the products and we would get beat up. There'd be other months maybe your, your customer service or your CSAT scores were a little bit lower, but your sales aspects were great and they were happy. That meant that their finance people, the people that were kind of the bean counters, were really the ones that were in charge. So you got to kind of know that. I think especially if you're in an, if you're new and you're running a, a an internal call center. So understand, you know, and sometimes maybe it's not right, uh, but still it's understand what the higher ups and, and what the company's culture is is trying to focus on and and that's kind of how you want to tailor some of your KPIs. Now again, we're talking more sales aspects. So if you're still looking for that world-class center, we're going to go back to the other you know, other things that we've measured and, and talked about from from sentiment scoring and CSAT and NPS and all that. But, you know, with this aspect, you know, I think there's we're going to talk more about the, you know, a, a, a call center that's really focusing on, on your sales and your sales KPIs. So I'm going to bring up a concept or a theory that some of you might like and some of you might think I'm crazy. But in our call center here at Expedia, we, we pretty much – do not have well maybe there's one you know re- really larger client that we have that is just pure customer support but everything we do there's a there's an aspect of sales we also do some some outbound telemarketing um, we're very customer based so any of the outbound we don't cold call anybody we're not doing any pay for performance like I know some of you guys may be doing out there we don't do any of that you know one of our main outbound and that's what I want to focus on here because I think it ties really well to the inbound side too it gives a really good example of it but on the outbound side for this specific client, they do you know a ton of buys of Facebook ad buys. And when a customer fills out the form, they also do some direct response as well. But when the customer fills out these forms, those forms through an API come to us, we make an outbound phone call to these customers and, and try to get them to sell. And then you know we can cross sell and upsell some different products as well. So we have permission to talk to them, permission to call. Doing the only outbound that we'll do. And by the way, it's click to call too. We've gotten rid of our dialer. Um, we'll probably do a whole TCPA and do not call list uh, episode next, next week. But anyway, let me get back to what I was saying. We don't say how many sales do you have or what is your sales conversion? All right. We use a different term, which is an ERQ. So we say, how many ERQs do you have or ERQs? Um, and the ERQs stands for end result of quality, right? So let me let me go back and tell me if this is your call center, right? If you are a sales type call center, you know, you're dealing with chargebacks, right? You're dealing with maybe some customer complaints from people who say that they haven't ordered or they didn't want that product, right? If you are giving your your sales guys a commission based solely on sales, you know, how do you make sure that they're selling the proper way? How do you make sure that they're getting that sales process done with with a high amount of quality and not just putting garbage through, 
right? Because that's the that's the main issue, making sure that the, the customer really wants the product that you're selling it that you're selling it the right way. So what we have decided is we we got rid of the word sales because we're not selling. We're trying to find the end result of quality, and the for the end result of quality for those type of programs that that's pretty much a sale. So. You know, it really means our associates did what they needed to do on the call with a very high level of quality, and they secured a sale the right way. So what is the right way? What does that mean? Well, f- there's about four or five different ways that we measure what a, what a good ERQ is, right? So one is obviously they were in full compliance with all regulations, that they gave all the proper language of the disclosures and its full context. They read the disclosure absolutely verbatim if we're doing any type of recording, which normally we do. You know, our rule is that if you're approaching the line on a compliance issue, you're over the line. So we try to stay as far away as we can from anything that's even remotely questionable um, when it when it comes to any type of compliance or when it comes to any type of disclosures that we need to read for the customer. The other, the next one is is you know the tone of the associate. So we we want to make sure that even though that we're on a sales call or a customer service call and they have different goals, the tone should really be the same. We always talk about how the, the tone is the message. So again, now this is us, and an end result of quality, I don't want to sound like that used car salesman guy, right? I don't want my voice to be that way. There still needs to be a level of professionalism, and I think you sell more that way than if you're trying to do things the right way. If you're trying to just slam things and get through people, then this, first of all, this podcast isn't for you, because that's not an end result of quality. That's just some slimy sales tactics that that we don't do. So whether you're on an inbound customer support call, helping the customer out, and then really trying to find them a product that matches, you know, what what their needs may be from a cross-sell upsell, the tone needs to be the same. You can't change it and you can't be that slimy guy, which I think is kind of self-explanatory. You're probably not getting anything great out of that, but it's something that I think, you know, needs to be said. You know, the third thing is we sell it the right way. So so many times you know, you hear people and you hear, you know, your agents maybe sell on low commitment, meaning, you know, if there's a, there's a, a seven-day free trial or 14-day free trial, you know, selling, well, just take it for the 14 days, see if you like it, that kind of stuff, right? When you sell that way, your retention goes way down and you're going to get people that are going to cancel. So what you want to do is you want to sell on the merits of the program. You need to make sure that um, you're not just saying, hey, you can cancel any time. You know, that can be thrown in there, but it can't be the core of, of how you're selling the product. So you want to sell the product, hey, I, you know, we think that this product is going to help you because of, it does this, 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 and this. And, you know, we have found a lot of customers really like it because of this, this, and that. So make sure that you're selling it on the merits of the program. You're not selling on low commitment. If you're having low retention uh, of the product, if it's a monthly product, that's probably what's going on. Is the sales aspect of it is selling, you know, on, on low commitment. So, the last little kind of aspect is is we want to have really good technique. You know, most insurance and financial service products they have scripts that need to be you know really adhered to um, because you know legal has probably beat them up so much that we have to make sure that we're adhering again not just to the disclosure but certain things that we say during on the certain things that we say on the call and how we sell it this happens a lot even not to go back to the disclosure thing but a lot of times when we're reading a disclosure um, and a customer has a question sometimes the rep will forget and they'll stop the disclosure answer the question and won't go back to it we have to make sure that all that stuff gets covered in your end result of quality so even if a customer has a question we're going to answer that question 
And then we're going to go back to where we were and make sure that we're saying the right things. We're getting everything through. So, you know, that, that transition to the end, to the question and the scripting um, is, is kind of seamless. So for a quick summary, right, making sure that your end result of quality for a sale, for an upsell, for a cross-sell is one that the, the agent was in full com- compliance, right, with all the regulations. They read all the proper disclosures. Everything was, was read perfectly. Um, the tone of the associate is appropriate. You're not trying to, you know, slam an, an older customer um, or change your tone. Your tone should stay the same, whether it's a customer service call or a sales call. You need to then, again, selling on the merits of the program or the product, not selling on low commitment, not selling things just to get it into the customer's hand. Again, if you do that, if that's the sales tactic, understand that you're going to have lower retention. You're going to have more people that are going to be canceling. So you're going to end up paying for it, you know, in the whether you're coming or going here. And then making sure that their technique is right, right? Again, how they're selling it is pro- appropriate, um, that they're following and going through the, the proper things. And the other thing is, too, with that is if you're on a customer service call and you're doing any type of cross-sell or upsell, make sure that you handle the customer service piece of it first. And then the other little tip that I have, too, and, and this is common sense, but so many of you guys are not doing it, is make sure that you know what the customer is calling in from a customer. And again, this is from an upsell or across the line of customer support. Make sure that the product matches, you know, or, or is kind of relevant to why the customer is calling in or, or relevant to the product or the service that they're calling in about. You know, we see so many times that there's such a mismatch with, with the cross-sell or upsell. Um, it doesn't make sense. And, you know, they, they wonder why it's not working. So again, you know, in our, I guess, culture, Anyone can get a sale. You know, they're easy. Anybody can fudge information. Anyone can push a customer over the line. That doesn't take any skill. That doesn't take any talent. You know, getting a sale in our organization is actually kind of looked down upon, right? So you can change the culture of your center if you're if you're getting these type of, of improper sales. How you do that is is change that format, change that concept to an ERQ. So you want the end result of quality. And if you do all those things from a quality standpoint, those are going to be sales. Um, but we kind of look down upon sales and we look up on, on our ERQs, on our end results of quality. So that's kind of the way that we have changed and, and kind of morphed um, our sales kind of teams and our sales KPIs into things that are very high quality, very high retention levels um, from, a, from a conversion standpoint. And then the sticking point too, right? So the customer's going to keep the product because we're selling it the right way. We're not just trying to slam it, get it into their hands from a from a you know a couple weeks free um, kind of deal. So I want to wrap this up because I think that that's some that's a lot of information. But you know I have had a lot of calls, um, or I should say more emails and and some DMs from LinkedIn on you know what stats or what are we trying to track in our outbound calling. You know, what are some of the main KPIs that, that we're looking for? So let me go over. I'm just going to actually look down a report that we send to a client. And these are the things that we're tracking that you should really start to think of tracking from an, from an outbound center side. And then I'm going to tie in to, you know, the, some of the numbers that, you know, obviously correlate to an inbound, um, to the inbound kind of cross-sell, upsell conversion numbers as well. So obviously, you know, we have the gross amount of leads that, that we're going to have to call. We then you know, take out our scrubs and suppressions, right? So if there's a state that we can't call, or if there's, you know, something like that, we take all those out. So then we have our net amount of leads. Um, 
we're going to track every day the penetration of them. So what percentage are we kind of attriting, right? So if we started with 100,000 leads and, you know, after a week we're at 90,000 leads, right, our penetration is, is right around 10%. Um, so we're keep, kind of constantly keeping track of that because we know, you know, when, when numbers get to, you know, 50, 60, 70% penetrated, you know, we're going to have a pretty big drop in our in our sales. So, you know, we're looking at, at kind of all that. Obviously, we're tracking the hours that we're putting on them every single day. You need to track your hours so then you can get the really, you know, the, the hourly stats such as your, your total sales, but more importantly, your sales per hour. Right, and I'm kind of not using the ERQ because I know you guys don't use that. That's probably brand new, and you might have hated it or liked it, but y'all use sales. So you want to obviously track your sales per hour, which I think you can figure out the math of that. We want to know our contacts. So contacts are when we pick up the phone, we dialed, and we talked to the right person on the other line. Right, So you didn't you know, dial my house and talk to my daughter. Right, You actually talked to me which is the proper contact. So we want to know the total contacts, but again, more importantly, the contacts per hour. Why that's important is if you have really really high sales per hour, but your contacts are low, right? You're going to be able to double or you could, you know, really really raise, I should say really raise your sales if you can get your contacts up. And there's some techniques and things that you can do then to try to to try to work that through whether it's to dial more, whether it's um, to do some other things from a from an algorithm side of who you're calling when, all that kind of stuff plays into it. We also want to know our completes per hour. So basically, how many leads are we taking out of commission every single hour? Um, we track things like our do not calls, obviously our overall do not calls, do not calls per hour. If those raise above a, th- a certain threshold, then we know that you know maybe this list is a little, um, it's not hitting the proper, you know, the proper people. Um, we also, that kind of correlates with that. We look at our, we call them unworkables, which is basically our wrong numbers, our busied out, you know, those type of, of issues. If if we see that raise and for each client and each program, it's different. Um, but if we see a real high percentage of unworkables, um, then we know that, you know, for like our Facebook campaigns, there's something that's wrong with either the marketing, uh, the people that we're talking to, the form isn't right. There's something kind of, kind of wonky. So we got to go back and, and fix and then we look at our overall conversion, right? So how we're tracking conversion, our, our penetration is out of the contacts, right? So out of the people that we could have said yes, what percentage did say yes, right? And then this correlates to your reps a little bit more. What is their sales tactics? What are their sales techniques? You know, really good reps will have a much higher sales conversion. So basically, you know, if, if they talk to 100 people and 10 of them said yes, Right, their conversion is ten percent. If twenty of them, if you have a rep that twenty of them said yes, their conversion is twenty percent. Right, they converted twenty percent of those hundred, and then you can go and look at per rep who's doing what, why they're doing it. Now, again, it goes back to our end result of quality. Are they doing it the right way? And if they are, then we got to talk about you know Janie here who's killing it on this program. This is these are some of the things that she's using um, to 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 sell it the right way. So. Again, I know that that's pretty intuitive um, for those of you who've been doing outbound for a long time. Those of you who've not, you know, those are some of the things that we look at. Obviously, we have dispositions. So dispositions are basically at the end of every single call, we're tracking, you know, what happened on that call, whether it was, you know, the customer said no, and we're going to find out why they say no. Was it too expensive? Were they not able to pay? Did they refuse the recording? 
um, was an automatic hang-up. You know, same thing with um, with our sales. Like, how did they sell it? Did we get a debit card? Did we get an ACH? Did we get a, a, a payroll card? How did we sell it? What was it on? You know, all those things can correlate, and you can get all that information if you set up your programs the right way um, to, to pull that information so that you, you kind of understand it. You know, on the on the inbound side, you know, really the it's the conversion number. Uh, so, you know, out of all those customers that have called, maybe not all of them, quote unquote, qualify for certain products, but for the ones that they qualify, you know, what percentage said yes, and that's kind of how you want to track that from a from a sales aspect as well. So, again, I, I hope this is helpful, guys. It's a little bit of a, a touch and, and taste of how we do outbound, how we do uh, upsells and cross sells. Again, um, if if you can please post a review, I would really appreciate it. Um, if you, especially if you're listening to this on iTunes, uh, that would be awesome. Um, check out the book, More Advice from a Call Center Geek. It's been out. It's been selling really well. I think you guys have, have really liked it, and I'd love to see more of you on the on the Facebook page. Or if you have any questions or comments or concerns, to to you know hit me up on LinkedIn. Um, I'd love to hear from from some of you guys out there. Thank you guys very much. I hope that this was helpful, and I'll talk to you guys all next week.